Welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We believe that every person has a unique message which can positively impact the world. Now, on this podcast, your host, veteran radio personality Jennifer Longworth, encourages entrepreneurs to share not only their expertise, but their stories and their hearts. You're going to love this show. You're going to hear real stories from real people on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. So let's go. Instead of using the word thought leader, which has a much broader implication, I use that word synonymously with recognize expert. If you're in business today and somebody has paid you to do something, you're an expert. I define expertise as <laughs> you have a client, they've paid you to do something. Okay, so now you're an expert. This is Jennifer Longworth. Today's thoughtful entrepreneur is Mitchell Levy. Mitchell is the aha guy at ahathat.com who empowers experts, thought leaders, and businesses to share their genius. His superpower is extracting the genius from your head in a two-hour interview so that his team can ghostwrite your book and make you an Amazon best-selling author. He is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 800 books. Mitchell is a TEDx speaker and international best-selling author with 60 business books. He's provided strategic consulting to over 100 companies, has advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues, and has been chairman of the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. In addition to these accomplishments, he's been happily married for 29 years and regularly spends four weeks annually in a European country with his family and friends. Welcome to the show, Mitchell. (laughs) Great to be here. Thanks for having me. You are the aha guy at aha that. What is that about? Are we just like the the master of epiphanies here, dropping wisdom upon people, or or what? What are we doing? What's well, I, I I would normally say instead of master of epiphanies, I say master of ahas. So we we all go through life with blinders. We all go through life with having been taught a particular way which we think about the world, and our educational system is focused on the industrial age. So what I do when I talk to people is say, why and how? And here's what you want to do. Why don't you do X, Y, Z? And by definition, yeah, it's it's chock full of aha moments. And the aha moment simply is when that light bulb goes on and you go, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. So that's, that's what we do. So any half hour conversation, I can guarantee at least two, three, four aha moments. I, I'm used to almost every day somebody telling me their head hurts because I made them think too much. I, I, best compliment in the world. Should we end this interview right now or should I go take a Tylenol or something? Am I going to get a headache? Are you going to uh, make could, me think too much in this next 20 minutes? <laughs> or you can wait. You can wait to afterwards. But but this is, <laughs> see, the thing is we have to be talking about you to get your head to hurt. So we can certainly talk about who you are and what you do and how you can be more successful. And maybe your audience can learn from that. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not my plan for today. So you'll have to, uh, no. No, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For now, how did you get to this point? How did you become the aha guy? You know, uh, I'm one of those, and I think many of us feel this way, one of those stupid Americans that only speaks one language. It's English. And it's not even proper English. It's American English versus Queen's English. That said... I actually do speak engineering, finance, marketing, sales, uh, executive staff, uh, lower level staff. And so what's interesting, I've always found myself as an interpreter. 
right? When two people are talking, how do you make sure that they both understand the framework each are coming into? And so I've been in Silicon Valley for 30 years. I help shepherd in the the e-commerce age in the types of things I've done. I, I've created over 70 courses at universities, ran five conferences, sat on board of a public company. Did, I've just done uh, advised over uh, 500 CEOs. So I've done lots of things that have helped me see the world in a number of different ways. And so now what's happened with the evolution of book publishing, what's happened with the evolution of thought leadership, i.e. right now you're listening to the results of the evolution of the internet, giving anyone who wants to an opportunity to have a microphone and a camera and talk, right? So you're creating your own thought leadership here. So what does that mean? And how do you use it? How do you incorporate it into your life? And what do you do with it? There are some things you could do to pay for and have other people do for you. There are things you could do yourself. There are just some basic things that we're just not taught in school. And so being able to see those things, see them in action and see how people can take advantage of them in a very positive way is, is what I like to talk about. So I'm thinking that you sound like a curious fella that throughout your years of development and growing into your career and beyond, curiosity's always been there because otherwise you wouldn't bother looking for aha moments. You know, this, this, this is really funny. Let's say you walk up to an object and it, it's, a, it's an electronic object and there's a button that says on. Do you turn it on or do you ask somebody if you could turn it on? Okay, I'm the guy who would turn it on. But there are many people who just, hey, they'd like to ask and they want permission. And so what happens when you walk into a wall, when you walk into, when you see something and the world says, stop, the question is, should you? And you have to evaluate. So if you walk up to a cliff and there's a sign that says, don't go further, well, that's kind of a smart thing to stop because if if there's actually a fall and you could see a fall, <laughs> right, then, then you're going to stop. If, if, on the other hand, you you see a cliff, but you're not sure how far the fall is and you see a safety net, you're like, oh, well, let me try it, right? So it it's interesting. And and so the the world has just dramatically changed. And it's interesting to be able to help people say, oh, how about you? It's I, I think let me let me let me give you a different question. Here's probably the most important element. So we're a done for you book publisher. What we do is if somebody wants to be seen as an expert in a space of what they do, essentially we could snap our fingers to make that happen. So we do a two-hour interview. From there, we we write the manuscript. The author gets to review it and update it. Within four months, you're an Amazon best-selling author. You've spent less than 10 hours working on your book. I mean, that's snapping your fingers. So what happens a lot as, as the question of the aha guy goes, someone will come to me and say, Mitchell, what should I write my book on? Okay. Now, this is the quintessential question that everyone has because we all at some point in time want to grow up and write the quote unquote great and American novel um, uh, because somebody has told us our life story is so amazing. It is so amazing that we should write a book. But let me just say, (laughs) let me say this. You're sitting at a dinner table. You're you're the cook. You've served something amazing. Maybe it's the best mashed potatoes somebody on the other side of the table ever had. And they go to you and they say, these mashed potatoes are so spectacular. You should open up a restaurant. What do you open up a restaurant? <laughs> and, and the answer is no. Idea. So somebody <laughs> says to you, you tell your life story. Somebody says, oh my God, you got to write a book. Do you write a book? The answer is no, because <laughs> people don't want 
to necessarily hear your life story. When you're famous, people want to hear your life story. But before then, what people want to know, it's the WIFM, what's in it for them. And so the, what should your book be about? So my first question is simply, who is your customer and what problem do you solve for them? I call it CPOP. What is your customer's point of pain? And if somebody can describe their CPOP in 30 seconds, and by the way, if you're, you're by definition an expert, if somebody has paid you to do something. So basically you're describing your expertise. And when somebody describes their expertise, so, you know, in your case, I am an amazing person at pulling out great interviews, great talent, and allowing the person on the other side to sound as good as humanly possible. Perfect. So the title of your book should be, and then you put in your CPOP. The title book is, how can you sound like the expert you really are by doing a podcast? And that's the title of your book. It's simple, right? Everything I talk about is really simple because here's what happens. Let's say we, you and I have this two-hour interview. We talk about all the tips, techniques, the things that you and I went through even before we started the show, what you do afterwards, and how you actually produce something that people want to listen to and people are excited about. And they're like, oh, man, I, I can't wait to the next series, the next episode. I actually, I think I want to hire this person to do this for me. That's what you do. So what we want to be able to do is capture that essence in, if nothing else, just the title of your book, and then reinforce that messages with the content inside the book. And then we did deliver a book that's paperback, hardcover. We do hardcovers. We do color on the inside. So when somebody is handed, when you hand somebody, now this is an important part. I didn't say when you sell your book, because you're not making money on book sales. What you're doing is you're taking your book and you're handing it to your prospect. And when your prospect opens your book, they see how simple it is to read. You may point out a particular aha message and they go, oh, I, I'm interested. Tell me more. Essentially, the first aha of the day is what is the title of your book? It's your CPOP. It's your customer point of pain. We have a book. It's Bill Wallace. He did a book called Being a Catalyst for Success. Bill runs a group in, in Dallas called Success North Dallas for 30 years. And his aha number three is so much fun. So I'm just going to read from the book. It says, living a good life is determined by the smiles that appear on the faces of others every time they see you. And they keep that smile after you've gone. Hmm. Now, how cool is that? If you could live that life, wouldn't that be an amazing thing for you? Yeah. Let me give you, I'll just give you one more, which is mine. So I did a book and a TED talk called Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. So I'm going to, I'm going to read for you aha number four. And if you knew nothing more about me, this would make you think a little bit. And that's what an aha message is. So what aha number four says is good thought leaders are at the top of the mountain. Great thought leaders are at the bottom of the mountain, helping others climb up. How do you define a thought leader? We hear that's one of the, the buzzwords, influencers and thought leaders. And you hear that out in the business world these days. And everyone wants to be one because you need to be one. And here's how you get to be one. But why do we need to be thought leaders? What does that do for us? The word thought leader, that term, that phrase has changed over the years. 20 years ago, we were given our thought leaders by the broadcast media, by the recording studios, by the publishers. We were told who we were going to see on the TV, who we were going to read, who we were going to listen to his music. Nowadays, because of the internet and the fact that anyone has a camera and a microphone, we're creating our own following. Instead of using the word 
thought leader, which has a much broader implication. I use that word synonymously with recognize expert. If you're in business today and somebody has paid you to do something, you're an expert. I define expertise as <laughs> you have a client, they've paid you to do something. Okay, so now you're an expert. So the question becomes, how do you get that second person, third person, fourth person? How do you get more people to want to pay you for what you do, for your expertise? You then become a recognized expert. And so I use the terms recognized expert and thought leader synonymously. And what you need to be able to do is be able to allow your audience, those people who could pay you for what you do, to be able to recognize you as the expert you are. And that would be you're a thought leader within the space of the audience you serve. And that space is both what do you actually do? And then also geographically, who do you do it to? God, that doesn't sound good, but that's what I meant to say. <laughs> how about how who do you do it with? <laughs> All right. You mentioned we used to be told who our thought leaders were. It's like it's these people who are on the TV. So why are they our thought leader? Are they telling us what to think or are they guiding our worldview? So in the past, the answer was yes. When uh, Tom Brokaw got on TV and he told you how to interpret the news results and there were three TV channels and, and he was one that you would listen to, we listened to Tom. Why? Because the broadcast studio said, Tom's our guy at this time of the day, at this time slot, and people could, could see him and he would help influence who we are and what we do. Nowadays, you can get the same Tom Brokaw, but you can now get him anywhere you want. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of YouTube channels where people are talking about their point of view, their news. Now, not all of it is appropriate. And, and so as a consumer of content, you have to decide how to ask the right questions and how to interpret the results. But you don't have to go to a single location anymore. You now have many different opportunities to, to get the data and get influenced in ways that, that you're interested in. Now, with working with Up My Influence, who brings you this show, we turn thoughtful entrepreneurs into media celebrities, helping them to increase their authority, influence, and revenue. And the authority and influence lead to the revenue, of course, but that's the thought leadership that you're talking about here. To be respected in your field, to be a, a recognized expert. I always go with the definition, a professional is someone who's gotten paid to do something, which makes me a professional singer, a professional mystery shopper for, you know, a lot, a lot of oh, different beautiful. things. Like, okay, right. yes, yes, I've, I've done these things. I'm a professional singer because I've gotten paid to do it, right? Beautiful. Right. Is it my ongoing thing? No, but am I looking to be a thought leader in that space? No, that's because I've been paid to do it. Also, doesn't mean that I'm a thought leader in this thing. That's beautifully said. And, and this is something I would always say. My son's now 20 and I've said to him since he was born, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, there's that too. Right? And, and, and this is what happens a lot as, as people get older. At some point in time, they may end up taking care of their grandparents or they may end up taking care of their parents. And they become expert on how to take care of people in the later part of their life. And they become such an expert on it, they want to write about it. And so that's the book they want to write. And so my first question is, well, is that what you want to do as a profession? And, and if the answer is no... Right. So I'll give you another example. Uh, had a guy on the phone the other day. He goes, 
He goes, uh, he is a learning and development person, been doing that his entire life, currently laid off. I said, he goes, Mitch, I got to write a book. I'm dying. What do you want to write about? What, what's, what's, what's really your passion? I want to talk about marriage. And I want to talk about how marriage in the United States is so bad and we need to fix it. And, and so my first question is, okay, I mean, because it's a switch, right? He goes, that was a switch for you, wasn't it? I go, yes, it was. I go, yeah, that's a switch. So let me ask you this. Once your book is out, what do you want to do with it? How do you want to monetize that? Do you want to actually be a marriage counselor and do one-on-one? Do you want to travel the country and talk about marriage? Who's going to pay you to do it? How do you, you know, how are you going to survive? He goes, oh, well, that's not going to be good for my marriage, is it? <laughs> I said, well, maybe not. <laughs> I, maybe not. So, so in this particular case, since he's looking for a job, is it in your industry? Is it changing? Yes. How's it changing? He told me. I said, and in the place you live, in the in the geography you live, because he wanted to get, get a job, I said, are there companies who can help shepherd in that change? He goes, yes. I said, how cool would it be if you went out and started interviewing some of the companies who do need to change and you talk about how your what you do in the learning and development space, how what you do can be helpful Basically, what does the learning and development industry need to do to bring, in his case, it was customer service, to bring customer service to be forefront in most uh, how most companies do business? And he goes, that's fascinating, right? And so what it comes down to in anything, when you're going to write a book or anything you do in life, you should ask yourself, where does it bring me? Right now, if it's a hobby, that's something different. But if it's what you do... Uh, in your work, and, and by the way, if, if you do it right, work equals play and you can play all the time. So if you're playing all the time, what is it that you do that can add more to your influence? What is it that you can do that when people immediately see you, they go, oh, I want to talk to that person. So for me, if I stand up in a group and I do nothing more than the 10 seconds that says I hold up a cover of my book. Um, it is a beautiful orange cover. And I say, I am a TED Talk speaker and international best-selling author of the book, Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. And if that's all I say, then if there are people in the room who have that CPOP who go, I want to be seen, I want to be heard, they may talk to me. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if they, if they need something that's along the lines of what your firm does, I'll recommend Right. So it just depends on, you know, what is it they need that I'll rec- that I'll recommend to them. But the point is, your book is the best business card you could possibly have. And that book needs to scream that you can help your prospects because it's one of those things that it's divorced from you. Right. It's it's not you. It's your book, which is something different. But then you could walk around and talk about it and people go, I need that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and you mentioned earlier that you don't sell the book. You give the book to people is, is what you say. Well, you hand someone your book. It's kind of a lead magnet in a way. If, if you, I got a figure point. <laughs> Listeners. Uh-huh. It's like, aha, uh-huh, look, I said it all oh, snap. I said, aha. Uh-huh. You did. Oh, you did. Oh, awesome. Okay. But anyway, so. When you're doing e-commerce and building an email list and things like that to get people to your website, what one of the common lead magnets is an ebook. So this is taking it into real life and you're having a physical hard copy. If you go to 
a conference, if you go to a networking event, if you are just meeting with someone one-on-one, depending on your business, like, hi, I have a consultation call today. Let's meet. Oh, here's my book, which says I am a recognized expert in this area. I'm giving you something of value, which is a what's in it for me. You know, so I'm showing you some value. I'm showing you that I am that value. Why would you not want more of this amazement? You know, Ex- is that, that exactly. Right <laughs> I, I think I did. No, it. that's perfect. No, and and as you give them the book, if you've talked to them first and you know who they are and you know they need it, you're going to think about a particular aha message that might be relevant for them. So you give them the book. You do a personalized autograph that's specifically to them, and then you say, "Oh, by the way, please check out aha number fifty nine." And then they go to AHA 59 and it's something you've already said in the past that just smacks them in the side of the head. And they're like, oh my God, do you know me before you even talk to me? Right? Because that's the powerful. And, and to answer your question is we, the unasked question, we do books in hardcover, paperback, PDF, Kindle. So we have a firm that is growing their mailing list from one by one to 2 million by giving away PDF versions of their book. And we also have a platform called AHA That. And in the AHA That platform, which is free to use, free to share. So we take the content for your book. We put it into the AHA That platform. We have 750,000 users who are sharing their content, basically sharing your content. Because the platform is free to use, free to share. There's 47,000 AHA messages. So if you're looking for content to share on social, you can go to ahathat.com and you can share this content for free on social media. And what happens is when you write a book with us, you then get added to that mesh, that very cool set of thought leadership content that other people in the world are going to be sharing of you. Very cool. Now, one more question about the books is you've mentioned you do a two-hour interview, which magically turns into a book. So you've talked to me for two hours. I've had these aha moments. And then I say, well, let me transcribe myself and put it into a book. Or does your team transcribe it? Or do you make it make more sense than perhaps what I said during the two-hour interview? Or or what does this, what this look like? Well, let me tell you that. a And there are many companies that do this. I think a two-hour interview being transcribed and put on a piece of paper, that is not a book. That's a conversation that's put into a Word document that then gets formatted. Listen to it on a podcast instead. That's what I said. Absolutely. If you want to tell your life story, don't do it in a book. Do it in a podcast or turn or, or open up your camera and do four 15-minute interviews with yourself. That's you writing your life story. What we do, and, and think about this for a second, in a five-minute conversation going back and forth, there'll be at least five aha messages. That, that being one of them. So I'll say it one more time. Here's an aha message. In a normal, interactive, podcasting-type conversation, five minutes will produce five aha messages. So what happens is I will encourage you to talk about your CPOP. Who are your customers? What are their pain points? What do you solve? What are their objections? What are the types of things they're worried about in life overall? What are some of the things that you do to help them be successful? And as you're speaking, I'm listening for aha messages. So I'm listening for you to present things in such a way that that my writers, because what the writers do, we've got a number of graduates from the Aha That Writing School. They will listen to the two-hour interview, and they will then produce 140 bite-sized quotes and seven blog posts. So when you look inside one of our books, it is 
Think of it as, for those that are old enough to remember, the Evelyn Wood speed reading of your brain. It is, it's, we don't have a lot of crap <laughs> in our books. We don't have a lot of fluff. What we have is essential, is the essence of you that demonstrates the type of things that your clients should know about and should talk about. And by the way, are memorable because six months after you read a book, you remember what? One, two or three things? Maybe. What if you give somebody 140 and they read your book in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and they remember one, two or three things six months down the road? What type of impact have you had because you've saved their time, you didn't force them to read your crap, and they've gotten value out of what you've told them? Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Beautiful. Win, win, win. So how can people connect with you, Mitchell? Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, hey, go to uh, ahathat.com, A-H-A-T-H-A-T.com. If you're looking for content to share, if you want to actually write your book or have us write one for you, go to ahathat.com slash author. If you want to read AHA messages, we let our authors read their books and we we share them on Audible and other locations. And if you want to listen to AHA messages 24 hours a day, go to ahathatradio.com. And in order to reach me, feel free to uh, either any of the sites that uh, in ahathat dot uh, slash author you'll uh, have that.com slash author you can get to me or if you just google my name mitchell levy connect to me on the social media platform that you typically reside on so whether it's linkedin twitter facebook google plus instagram snap pinterest what i want to do is talk to you at the place that you are because that's it's better to reside and interact at the place that you hang out at which means you hang out everywhere <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to listen back through this during editing and probably have even more aha moments. I think I only actually said it out loud once, but my facial expression <laughs> may have done it more than that. And I wrote down some more than one note on my paper. So we'll see what happens. Well, thank you so much. Beautiful. My pleasure. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. If you are a thoughtful entrepreneur who would like to be a media celebrity and be on our show, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest and attend my next live webinar where I'll reveal how to get more respect from influencers and media so that you can get more sales and traffic. Now, please do us a favor. If you like the guest that was just interviewed, would you share this episode on social media and in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill our mission to help create more media celebrities. Make sure to hit subscribe, binge listen to our previous episodes, and we'll send you the next episode automatically. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Revolution.